This is a Federal News Network podcast. As agencies started implementing return-to-office plans, employee engagement and satisfaction both declined in the 2021 Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey. The FEVs also saw a drop in employees' response rate last year, in part because of the delayed and shortened version of the survey. The Office of Personnel Management, which distributes FEVs, plans to get back to the typical spring timeline for 2022. But OPM Director Kieran Ahuja tells Federal News Network's Drew Friedman there's still a lot of options for agencies to use the 2021 data to improve the workplace. A big message that we always give with these employee viewpoint surveys is that look at the data, read it, understand it, you know, and really respond to what you're seeing within, you know, within your own workforce. Those were conversations we just recently had with the President's Management Council as we were previewing kind of this was going to be coming out for 2021. So a big part of this, I think, of how this starts to feel very real for folks is that like, what do you do with the data? The way you actually also increase participation in these surveys is that they see this feedback loop. They see that when they are speaking their mind through this survey, that there's that follow-up that's happening in these agencies. And there's a real commitment. Like when we talked at the President's Management Council level, lots of different ideas of how agencies are employing engagement with their workforce. Also, how does that work downstream, you know, with supervisors? I know we will continue to improve things on our end around the tools that we can give agencies, right, about what you do after you get those surveys and and what are some best practices. I will say for where the scores are, and I know you reported this quite um, in detail, Drew, which we appreciate, is, you know, it's been a bit of an anomaly, right, 2021, 2020, and I think we have to take it as that, the timing of the survey, uh, towards the end of the year, in the midst of the transition, we kind of saw the writing on the wall when it, when it went out because we were, you know, we had put kind of transition on a hold for a bit, right, during the summer because of the resurgence of another variant. And so that delayed a part of the transition of what kind of uh, back to the office would mean, hybrid work environment. And we were in the midst of that. And, you know, when you're pulling back from what has been maximum telework posture, um, and there are all these shifts. There's a lot of unknowns. I think it's it's natural to kind of see how that gets reflected in the survey. And we know, and, and we're we're um, surmising. You know, again, this is a hypothesis that there possibly is a link between you know telework and remote work and, and employee engagement scores. And certainly, we're seeing those trends in other sectors as well. So there's that. I think there's a mix of the timing of how long the survey was out in the field. And I think all of that played into a a mix of the response rate and also to your point about how the scores um, had dropped. But certainly we are always telling our agency partners, spend time with the data, kind of really dive into it, see where you can kind of whether opportunities to address component by component. And then finally, you know, we're just getting really excited for the 2022 gearing up for that you know, and getting it on the spring administration schedule. Uh, So there'll be a lot to talk about there really soon as well. Looking a little bit more long term for the federal workforce as well is a focus on hiring more early career employees to the federal government. We see current numbers from the Office of Management and Budget saying that only about 7% of the federal workforce is under 30. And that about 30% of the workforce will be eligible to retire in the next five years. So other than initiatives that OPM's announced, like the Pathways Program and the U.S. Digital Corps, how else are you trying to hire more of those early career workers and what opportunities might there be? Yes, this is a big, big, big focus for us. I think not just for myself, but 
for my colleagues uh, on the President's Management Council. We've got through, uh, through various efforts from my colleagues over at OMB, um, how we're going to increase numbers with intern, you know, with interns in um, federal agencies. So really asking agencies to set that goal for themselves for this year and coming years. So I think again, really sharing that message across government that, that this is really important, that we, we value employees at all stages of kind of their time with the federal government, those who are when we just celebrated the presidential rank awards and these senior leaders who have like committed so many years. And we definitely have been also spending a lot of time talking about professional development and training and how do you kind of give people a path to senior leadership. But this is, you know, the perpetual pipeline. We need to spend time, to your point, on the stats that you just raised around early career talent. So, you know, these broader goals collectively, how we're thinking about number of interns and our kind of overall government there. We've been really promoting our PMF program, our Presidential Management Fellows program, as, as a great opportunity that oftentimes, you know, gets overlooked. And it's, uh, we set a pretty ambitious goal to increase that number. And we got collective support and commitment from our agency partners. And that's like the other version of like a coveted program from Presidential Rank Awards to this very coveted leadership development program for people coming in early in their careers. So I think there's there's this mixture of like what we can do across the government around our kind of our commitment, tapping into the programs that we have had that have really been a, a tremendous resource for agencies. I will say that I love to hear stories of people who were PMS and who are now in senior positions. Um, you know, one very well-known is Shalanda Young, who's an OMB director. So she like is such a great participant in our programs because she knows how valuable that program was. We're doing a lot of work also internally on how we how we make usajobs.gov also more accessible and more attractive. We have specific hiring paths on usajobs.gov. We're doing lots of webinars, talking to more colleges, reaching out particularly to minority serving institutions. Because a big part of it is just demystifying like how do you get into the federal government? What are these jobs about? What do these GS levels mean? I mean for those of us in federal government, it's just like basic knowledge now, but for most people, it's like, this is like a foreign language. And so we're doing a lot more of that engagement to de demystify that process and to really build those relationships. And you know, like you said, there's pathways. We're working on guidance around um, encouraging paid internships across government. There's lots of things that, that I can share with you now and that will be coming down the pike as well. And that I look forward to maybe having a more focused conversation when we have some of that rolling out to share with you. What other priorities are you looking at right now? What are some other concerns that you're focused on that you might want to share? I think, you know, we, we've talked quite a bit about the idea around surge hiring. That is something that we've also been focused on in other parts of government, um, particularly the IRS. We've been doing a lot of work with them. I will say that a big part of, I think, probably what's front and center for me is a mix of how we are supporting and empowering the federal workforce. So we've been uh, spending a lot of time you know, really doubling down on strategies around worker empowerment and building the labor management relationships and how do we promote greater union density in the federal government. The proposal around the pay increase for federal workers and now what we're hearing in Congress about how they're looking to, you know, even kind of take that to 5% or more for um, a pay increase, you know, coming into uh, the next fiscal year. And so there's a mix of 
you know, how we really frame a lot of this, Drew, which is like, you know, how do we position the federal government as a model employer? So I really just see that through that lens of uh, the relationships we have with workers. How are we empowering them? A part of like, how do we make the federal government basically the most competitive, you know, a competitive job that every federal job is a good paying job. So we're looking at it from a lot of different perspectives, from those relationships to the kinds of skills we know federal workers need to the kind of talent that we want to be able to provide, whether it's early career talent or those set of skills like in the BIL effort around STEM fields where we know we have to be really, really competitive. So it's a whole mix, I guess, of of things that we're working on. You know, in many ways, we are trying to balance quite a bit just because we know the demand is is significant and there's a lot that we need to do. That's Kieran Akuja, Director of the Office of Personnel Management, speaking with Federal News Network's Drew Friedman. You can find her story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. 